0: Good morning. Good morning. Uh, thrilled to have Jake Noodleberg riding uh, in back the- again. Well, back yeah,
1: again. Becoming a habit. I like it's, it. It's um. It's funny. Some people, I guess, when like I meet them, they're like, "You're on the you're on the huddle with them." Sometimes I'm like, "Yeah, that is me." That Maybe is, the rest of the- yesterday. Somebody said. Somebody that. just said that they're like, "Oh, you're the other one." I'm like, "Yes, I'm the other one. I'm the other one that they allow out of the closet every once in a while." Where were
2: we when they were like, "I didn't know." Oh, it was South Florida Visits and Wealth. It was the up and comer event, and it was Cheryl Clark that was like, "I didn't know there was another Noodle Bird." Oh, right.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> what do you live under? Uh, a rock?
1: I live here. Me here. Hi, I'm Jake. You know good like morning, good
2: Linsky. good morning, Debbie Hammer, good morning, Dan Nelson, Laura Sherwin, Jody, Michael. Good morning to all of you. Let's get rocking
0: and rolling. Let's go, Dan Nelson, first in the house. So, um, this conversation that I started a couple of weeks ago about momentum and like doing it now and not waiting till January is lit. I mean, every single person you know, is either commenting or asking. I'm actually speaking to Jay Granieri's group this morning because he said, dude, I know you 25 years. That's the best thing I ever heard. I need you to talk to my group. So, um, but I'm practicing it and I am actually out. We were out all day yesterday. Shay and I were, were jamming. Uh, we started with lunch at Capital Grill, which is never a bad thing. And And I posted about this, but I know Julie... A long time. I know her husband. She's a senior executive at Bank of America, but I didn't know anything about her. You know, and I said to her, I said, like, what's your story? People want to know what's the question. I go, what's your story? Well, I'm super competitive. I'm this. I'm that. And then she goes, and I'm currently coaching my girls in football and basketball. I know. I saw the post and I
2: was like, football coach, I want to talk to her. I want to to talk (laughs) to her about what she's running.
0: Power
2: zone. (laughs) It's the the
0: philosophy, right? She won. She won. Man, Can you imagine me and the other dudes that she was going up against? So really great time. Then I'm going to tell you, there are achievements and accolades and things that happen in your life that you – just have an out-of-body experience. You go, wow, that was really cool. Thank you. Awards and recognition and all of that. None, none outweighed last night with me sitting in the audience for a fireside chat with Mark Noodleberg Now, I can tell you, um, as our family was there, all of us were in awe. Um, <laughs> Helen leans over and goes, he's a clone, man. <laughs> it's like, I'm, <laughs> I- I'm thrilled that you gave me Uh, some accolades but i was i was so wanting to say something and knew that it wasn't my time and it was a tremendous feeling Uh, so congratulations share with everybody what i will say before that I, i will say there's very few things that get
1: you to give your undivided attention um and as soon as mark started speaking the phone went down you sat up in your chair, you locked in. So from a from a second son perspective, it is cool to see um, that come from your father. And it's always been every event that we've ever done, ever been a part of, you've been engulfed in it. So it's super
2: cool. It was a very, very cool moment for me, obviously, to be able to be there with you guys. But to, it's the first time I've had that experience of having somebody who read the book and really enjoyed it. Like, shout out to Yolanda. Thank you for building that event around me. Thank you for building it around the book. And thank you to her for reading the book the way she did and having all of the takeaways that she wanted to go deeper on. She wanted to ask questions about, to have for the audience. So she did an unbelievable job moderating. And it was cool to be able to go through the book with everybody there and and deliver the lessons and the principles and the stories about you know what had happened and all of the great things that were in that book so I was I was just so grateful for the opportunity and, and to be able to do that in front of you guys and in front of some great entrepreneurs in South Florida and some young minds of Nova Southeastern that also had great questions I thought then that, the questions they asked about it and how to apply it was really phenomenal Well, the so one watch the documentary that you watched. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I talked about a documentary that I watched and one of them watched it. And one of the uh, one of the entrepreneurs there bought the book for their son, who is 24, because they wanted their son to get all the lessons that I had talked about. So it was just a great
1: I think. And I think it was cool because there was a mixture of a lot of wide range of entrepreneurs. You know, you had students that were the aspiring entrepreneurs. You have you, which is part of I would like to call the next generation of entrepreneurs and then you have dad's age and that you know that age group of entrepreneurs and it was yeah. cool to hear the older group validate the things you were saying you know yeah. and the lessons that you were learning cuz you're kind of learning them going through them and applying them now whereas they're much more looking back and giving you that validation so it was cool to hear them kind of piggyback on what you were saying as they taught the
0: students as well so it was cool I agree with you a thousand percent yeah really I, cool. I think now here's an interesting sidebar i founded that organization i was one of the founding members not there,
2: there, it there, it there, it is. There it is. Couldn't help yourself. <laughs> yes, you are hey. part, of, you were a part <laughs> of the Bounding Father. He signed the document in 1776. Uh, I'll tell you what, let me tell you the best question of the night. To <laughs> the best question of the yeah. night happened after, right as we were walking out, this girl, Mackenzie, says. Hey, what really resonated with me was growing up with a parent that was very well connected. I have a mom. I come from a small town in Texas. Everybody in Texas knows my mom. It doesn't matter where we go, what we do. Everybody knows her. How did you find your own way? How did you make your own way? inside you know in that shadow and that i thought i was like oh i wish you would have asked that in front of everybody but that was the
0: best question of the night i, no I, agree. I agree wholeheartedly and then you know people are always saying you know um you know the idea of you know you gotta spend time with the people that are important to you um, I know Phil Boatman, Phil is in the huddle. Uh, Phil came last night, is in town. He's from Lexington, Kentucky, Well, actually, that's where he lives. Um, Phil's been part of my network since, I mean for like 15 years. I met him when I was speaking at a Toshiba event in Mexico or Dominican Republic. and it was incredible um, the amount of time and energy that we have spent together without physically being in the same place. Um, But he's constant source of uh, referrals and stuff. He said he was in town. He said he never met Mark. And even though we had the other engagement, we all committed to say, we got to do this. And it was an amazing night of fellowship fellowship great word
2: like that's what it was it was fellowship it was great storytelling it was great uh sharing and it was just great you know relationship fortifying is the is the word i would call it because there was a lot like i didn't really know phil so getting to know phil and phil knows me through the huddle and through sistel but getting to know him and now I'm set up to go see him in Lexington at the start of June. So that's such a test that, But that's
1: such a testament to why you build a brand, why you continuously post, why you stay top of mind with people so that when you do get face to face, you pick up right where you left off. Everyone knows what's happening in each other's lives. It it, it adds for that bridge to instantly happen. Like we sat down and immediately hopped in a conversation. Um so exactly. that's the
0: that's the point of doing it. And, and right. And so the investment of time to stay in touch right. actually does bring benefits. Most of our business comes from our network. Um, so, you know, phenomenal examples last night. What a proud day. Great stuff. Let's get to some. We talked. We, you know, we said we were going to talk about bowl mania. We we're talking about all this stuff. Dion is dominating the news. Got a lot of feedback on his stuff yesterday. Used it in three coaching sessions. Let's wake up and get to it. Just so that everybody's clear, if you don't already know it, we are competitive as shit, okay? So thank you, Laura, because I am arguably – She was about, talking about Jake, by the way. No, she's not. So, <laughs> so crazy, so nutty. Uh, uh, incredible. Okay. I'll so take I,
1: anybody who wants
0: to stand with me, by the way. <laughs> take them
1: all. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's, it's great. That's funny. So motivational music today. All of us have been in a stadium. All of us have heard this song. I would put 10 people up that do not know the name or the group. Give me motivational music that you hear in stadiums. Bam.
1: So Where's, now stand up. <laughs> if anybody so was a part here. of those NBA championship runs with LeBron, that yeah. was the song. So. Right. so here's
0: what I can tell you I'm never playing Jeopardy with Melissa Graves. She's she not. crushes it. <laughs> <laughs> She's on the buzzer first. <laughs> like,
2: I'll tell, um, so, but she did not say the name of the band. So you got yeah. the name of the song, Melissa, Seven Nation Army. I'm assuming you know who the band is. Does anybody know who that band is? I'd love to get the answer to that. I will I take bands true? from 2,000
0: for 500, please. <laughs> Very nice. And Jonathan Aarons, you're right. That's the stuff that motivates you. That's why athletes wear headphones and all that stuff. So we're, we're switching to football. I want, you know, I loved the leadership lessons that were, available to us all throughout the weekend. I thought Brian Kelly, you know, getting LSU to stay in that game against Georgia, you know, that team could have laid down and quit. They didn't. I think that speaks to momentum. They'll get better that, you know, they, that will prove, you know, you saw the jets do that, um, you know, they they were out of the game in the first half, you know, they said, you know, uh, Rob Sala said, Hey, I'm really happy to be coaching this team. But near and dear, Jake, talk to me about Mike McDaniel. Well,
1: I think we talked about being authentic in your leadership style yesterday and how Dion is unapologetically himself at every moment of the year, of every game, whether they win, whether they lose, he is who he is. And I think you don't know a true leader until things go bad. You know, the famous saying is it's easy to lead when things are going great. The Dolphins faced adversity this week for probably the first time since Tua got hurt. But Tua getting hurt was the bigger story than the adversity. So this was the first time they got punched in the mouth. And I think it's important to see how coaches react. And there was two instances, there were probably more, that I pulled out from the game. One was a quote that he used after, and one was him taking responsibility. So let's just play the video first of him taking responsibility in front of the team and then what he said after the game. So it's a quick thing, and me and Mark love this that on national television with everybody there, it's 10-10 against the best defense. We get in a bad call. And Mark, talk, I I see you're ready. So
2: yeah, I just to me the the situation is you're in the middle of it, right? Like you're 10-10, you're in the middle of battle, and he looks at the team and says, No, I fucked up. No, 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 I fucked up. So what is that's his quote. To yeah. them is no, 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 no. I, that was my bad. He owned it right in the moment. And it's not like a, oh, no, you know, it's not a big deal. Look, I made a mistake. I had us in the wrong call. I put us in a bad scenario. We'll move on past it. You know, I talked a lot about that last night on how you deal with failure, how you deal with adversity I'm and setbacks. We'll deal with it. We'll move on. And we're going to go win the game anyway. And so I think just that ownership, and this speaks to trust. To me. You want people to trust you. You want people to get in the foxhole with you. You want people to go to war with you and do what you ask them to do. Part of it is authenticity, but the other part of it is ownership. And if you're not willing to own your own mistakes in front of everybody, there's no way you can really build trust with them.
0: So well, this is a problem with entrepreneurs, and, and I'll speak to me individually. When I became an entrepreneur, I thought I had to be good at everything. And you know, I was like, oh, I'm, you know, I got to run every part of the business. I got be great at every part of the business. It's not true. That's not what people expect. People expect, you know, as a leader for you to be candid and say, I, I, I it was my bad. I could have done this better or whatever and own it. That ownership, to your point, brings trust That says, all right, he's one of us. He's yeah. not coming down. He's speaking with us. We're in this together. We need him to be the best head coach he can be so that we can be the best players we can be. That's how you win. That's how a company grows when we all do it together. There's, and Gary Vee talks about this all the time ownership and and leadership that looks down on people and says, You do it because I told you to do it, which is complete bullshit. Complete. Mark Mark touched on it yesterday, and it was one of my
1: favorite things he says, but. It might not be your fault, but it is your responsibility. Oh, that was, that was a doozy. Right. A, it may not be your fault, but guess what? It is your responsibility to deal with it now. And that was uh, – as, as someone sitting in the crowd and someone who's heard you say that, and for you to talk about your three firings that way, like it wasn't – That's I, the reality we know of that. it. Like, and
2: to me is what coaching is. Like I'm trying to inspire you, motivate you, educate you, and equip you to be successful. And then if you're not successful, it's not really my fault. I I tried to give you everything I could, but it's still my responsibility. I still got to look at whoever I'm answering to to say, hey, look, I didn't get it done with them. I tried. I gave it everything I had. I came at it from every every different angle, which is why at 32, I had no qualms about walking away from my college football coaching career because I was like, I've done it. I've given it everything. I could keep going and I'm sure I'll be successful at it, but it's not really fulfilling me the way that it should. There's gotta be something else. There's gotta be something more. And so that to me is, that's how you deal with it. That's how you move through it. And for him in that moment, what happens is everybody trusts you more. Most people think, oh, as soon as I admit my mistake to everybody, they're never gonna trust me to make another decision. Cause they don't think I can make the right decisions when it's the exact opposite. Everybody goes, Oh, all right, cool. You're willing to admit your mistakes too. Right. Excellent. I definitely believe that that's you'll good. do the right thing. And next. I want to, I want to show the quote of the quote that he says to the yeah. team,
1: because I don't think you could say it any better. I told the team after the game, they don't have to worry in the least. I'll get better from the things that I know I could have done better. And that's what I'm expecting from all
0: the players as well. So he very clearly Took ownership, obviously, but then he set the expectation for the players. That's spot on. Right. Here's what I'm expecting of you. Right. If you can't do that, come talk to me. We got a problem. But it's on you to set the expectation. Dion set the expectation very clearly. And on me. This is the difference, I think, where people
2: miss it is He's not just saying, I expect all of you to go into the film room and watch it and get better next week. He goes, Come I know where I'm going to get better, so I expect you to know where to get better. That's way different. It's it's a completely different statement. It lands differently. It gets received differently. And people perceive it differently. So as soon as you put it on yourself to say, I'm going to be the standard, and now I'm going to expect everybody else to follow the standard that I'm willing to be and, sh- and be the example of, and to me, we're talking about this in a leadership sense, but this fits directly into every client relationship ever. You were late to a meeting. You're, you, you, were, you had, you know, your, your document was littered with typos or had one typo or you sent the wrong document, whatever the mistake was. A lot of people just want to try to slide by it or go around it or not really. As soon as you own that thing with them and you say, hey, my bad. I know I said I was going to be there at this time. I screwed up. I was late or I missed it. Or, hey, I know I said I was going to get you this document. It was going to look this way. It didn't look the way I thought it should look. My bad. I'm going to get it cleaned up for us and do it the right way. You exponentially take that
0: relationship to another level. So you said you said a lot last night. It was a really long, great interview. But one of the other things you said is there is no perfect Like, if you expect yourself to operate perfectly all the time, you're going to be disappointed. Sorry. (laughs) We make mistakes those mistakes turn out to be the things that you get an opportunity to learn from the eye in the sky. You said, nobody's filming you, but we hold each other accountable. We talk about, Hey, what could we have done better? This was a, you know, a drop the ball kind of thing. Okay. But you want to put people in the position to be successful. And by the way, not every coaching engagement is successful. It's two parts. It's I got to give everything, you know, you know, so I'll ask you this question. What percentage of every one of those relationships, let's talk at McDaniel and, you know, to you and me, any leader in there, what percentage of the relationship is your responsibility? Let's look at you and me. What percentage... Of the relationship is your responsibility 100% of the
2: relationship
0: <laughs> most people say 50 50 you right. have to put in hundred percent with no expectation of getting anything back it's the only That's thing you right. can control if you're only putting in half you're not getting the best of the relationship and so whether it's you know a client a friend um you know your your significant other this part of leadership, you know, you're leading the dance. The only thing you can control is put in 100%. And I think Mike McDaniel is a shining example of, and let's call it first year head coach. He's not going to know everything. right? So is
1: Robert Sala. So is Kyle Shanahan. So is Sean McVay. Um, it, is, it is a changing of the guard, as I like to say. And I think the entire world is changing on how you operate. And the guys who are willing to change and be themselves and do it the way that they think is best, are the ones who are gonna be successful and the ones who are gonna get stuck in their ways are gonna get left behind. And that doesn't change no matter what the time period is, no matter what changes, it stays the same.
0: Bingo. Gentlemen, this has been totally pleasurable. We Absolutely. did not get to bowl stuff, but- Duke, Duke's trying. mayo bowl, baby, that's, it. <laughs>
1: that's all I have for you. I'll tell, tell you that- this,
2: I think, I think you, know, you could talk, there's obviously all the playoffs that, that are so important to watch and there's so many great storylines there. But the best storyline of the non-like playoff bowls, I think, is Cincinnati against Louisville because Louisville's coach just left to go take the job at Cincinnati. Wow! (laughs) And they're
0: playing a great storyline. And, wow. they're that game at weird. and they're
2: playing that game at Fenway. And they're playing that game at Fenway, correct? That means
1: that people will be coaching Louisville that are going to go to the other sideline right after. <laughs> <laughs> that is bizarre. That one no, well, I've never you seen. You guys
0: make the decision if you want to do bowl stuff tomorrow. If not, we'll we can go back we can move what?
1: I think we'll go back to some non-sports yeah, content, regular
0: scheduled <laughs> content. Give it a rest. Good stuff. See you tomorrow. Let's get down to business. please don't worry about me.
1: So, so.
0: I'm about to
1: let my heart speak. My friends keep telling me to leave this.
0: So let's get down, let's get down to business. Let's get down, let's get down to business.